What? <laughs> what is your face? <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of happened. Anyway, <coughs> how's your week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
This is me not being surprised. <laughs> well, it's confusing. Because why was my of... audio dynamically scaling up? The heck? I don't know. I don't know, but the last podcast I was booming. Cuz I did One, not 1 2 3 4 5 I did not apply much uh much elbow grease to the audio edit, you know. So, I apologize. I, no, I you didn't. Too, uh, Bree said I sounded awful. Bree said you sounded awful in the last, in yeah. the last episode? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't sound great. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I, I just needed to boost your gain a little bit. Because um, I was a little dominant. One, two, three, four, five, six. I don't touch your audio. Like, what, what you send me is, is, is pretty much it. Because you already apply the Adobe, like, filter effect the, to the your sauce to make it sound nice and pretty so i don't really do anything in post to you to, to your uh i, your I apply the sauce i just uh adjust the the volume accordingly if i need to yeah i didn't uh i, I applied the filter to me but then didn't go back and listen to it i was just like full send that shit you know i mean yeah why would you why would you apply effort to the main thing that you do as a hobby <laughs> uh, yeah well <laughs> Too much work. Send now. <laughs> so anyway, oh, man. Uh, yeah. That's, regarding that's the good. Attack on Titan finale, that is not a finale. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the marketing leading up to this thing was like they were pitching it, um, as the uh, as the conclusion to you know like an as eight, the big Kahuna. That was it. Ten year you know arc. Um, and. So I've been binging this show for the last like two weeks, and there have been people that have been following Attack on Titan, as I understand it, for like the better part of ten years now. Um, yeah, they've been following it closely. Yeah, that's been their main show. So like, it's it's I shouldn't be as pissed as like <laughs> I guess all of the people that have been following it forever, but I'm I guess sure. they should probably have a little bit more. Uh, understanding I'm, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that they have a little bit more uh patience and understanding because they've been through this for forever now mm-hmm. but for me i'm like i'm ready to wrap this shit up man <laughs> <laughs> you're you're acting entirely self-interested you're like <laughs> i'm ready to i'm done i'm ready to move I'm on fine. you know well that's I'm how I, you know that's how i roll with these things i'm ready to you know i i don't i don't like long drawn out uh entertainment i like to get in and get out you know You've gotten your you've fix. gotten your two week binge in, and you're ready to roll. Right, you're done. You know, right, okay. So, that that makes total sense. So as soon as I saw, and I guessed leading up to this last episode, I was like, "There's no," because it feels like there are a lot of loose ends still mm-hmm. that they haven't even begun to tie up. And I was yeah. like, "If we go into this last episode and it's just like the standard 24 minute, like it's a lot to tie up in 24 minutes." Yeah, there's no way. So Knowing like, that. Knowing all of the plot stuff that you would uh-huh. know about it by that point, you're you're expecting more. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did they leave you on? The, like, well, what's the, the, um, blue balls, Isaac. Is really, what, is what they left uh, uh, me on. Yeah, it was not a very satisfying conclusion to uh, uh, season four, IMO. And now we have to fucking wait uh, until like winter 2022. Ugh, for, that's not a real date. For, that's gross. For Hate part, that. For part two of season four, I guess is is what is what they're calling it. That um, sucks. I I love the show though. The show itself is phenomenal. It's really really good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's a solid show. I've I've enjoyed everything I've seen from it. So fuck I'm Ar- not surprised that you like it. Fuck Armin. That little whiny bitch can go straight to hell. We don't we don't like Armin. I don't like Armin. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> cries too much man really okay he cries a lot yeah you know you've there's, seen there's show. a lot you of tears there is a lot is, of right? tears in this show yeah. you, you are right I there is there is a good a amount titan. of tears <laughs> i don't want to be a titan it's too much responsibility <laughs> you know get out of here that shit get out of here yeah he um yeah there's a lot of cry yeah 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 you need to catch up though it's 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 uh it's solid I need. I wish that I would have just started watching it when you started watching it. That way, we could have something to talk about other than Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because I watched the new Foz today. By the way, 
the the new fall. Oh, okay, yeah. The I forgot what we uh, we've we've shows. given it the Foz moniker. Okay, it's called I, Foz. I, I also watched it. Um, okay, what did you what did you think? I I think it's funny that we keep going in on this whole. We keep trying to make these people who are clearly just freedom fighters bad guys. I love this narrative of like we have to hate them somehow. So well, let's figure out a way. <laughs> I actually disagree. I think they um they kind of reverse. <laughs> I'm going to choke on my cauliflower. Hold on. I'll why. do the force choke on the camera as you're choking to death on your cauliflower. <laughs> um, My eyes like bulging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too good. It's um, too good. No, it felt like they sort of reverse course with the whole, uh, what the, uh, what are they called? The flag smashers. Flag, um, what a based Alpha Chad name. <laughs> Flag Smashers. Um, yeah, so there was the concern in episode one that they were going to set these guys up. Yeah. I think you said as like the, uh, what the Fox News, what Fox News views Antifa, Antifa. as. Yeah. yeah. Basically is like, that was the angle that they were kind of going in. This episode portrayed them much more as like, um, sympathetic, I guess, like in their, yeah. in their, uh, cause what they were smuggling vaccines for uh groups that had been uh kind of forgotten about post blip was like they're, their, they're their giving whole, their whole some agenda. more nuanced they really are credit where credit is due they're allowing for some nuance now and then they this set up nice. um what did what did the flag smashers call this this other uh the power something i don't know there's another uh villain that they've just introduced mm-hmm. that are um, giving the flag smashers some some grief. So we've got a glimpse here that I don't think the flag smashers are are going to be the yeah. main baddie in this. And I I'm was really kind really of worried about. I'm that. kind of relieved, honestly. Yeah. That they're not taking that angle. Well, um, and to a degree, like all media like this, everything basically involving the military. I don't know if you know this, but like the military, like the Air Force, for instance, when they were filming Top Gun, the Tom Cruise movie from the '80s, like yeah. they gave them a ton like they gave them easy access to like all of the military hardware that they wanted to film this movie because they knew that that would spike recruitment numbers and sure enough it did like these movies this media is propaganda to a degree and it's okay to admit that you like it but it very much is like you're consuming a form of propaganda it's pro-american propaganda it's called it's I mean, a show that features the Captain America. Like it is <laughs> part on of. That, I was going to say part of that is baked into what Captain America even is in the first place. Like right, there's a little bit of meta analysis to it, and I that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think that when we start talking about contemporary issues, like they had that moment where the police stop Falcon and Winter Soldier in the street when they're like in this neighborhood, and I can't take you seriously. Your <laughs> 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 bulging eyes <laughs> on the Zoom call. They stopped him in this neighborhood and the cops are clearly about to give Falcon some grief. And Uh only when they realize that (laughs) only when they realize that he's who he is, they like leave him alone. And I think that that was kind of like that. Those few seconds said a lot. I feel much better about the show in this episode. Like you're talking about once they added that humanizing thing to the, um, to the, the flag, smashers. flag smashers. I thought yeah. that was kind of neat. And the fact that they have Emphis Ness from Solo, like that girl is back. She played Emphis Ness in Solo. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. She sure did. I also she found played out, uh, the guy that plays uh, fake Captain America in this is. Uh, oh, fuck. God damn it. Now I've forgotten. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Something, uh... He played George West. Costanza in Seinfeld. No, his name no. is Jason Alexander. Uh, who plays fake Captain America? Oh, hey, do you want to clap real quick? Yeah, sure. Three, two, one. I don't know why you asked there in the last five episodes. We haven't done the clap, but I'm just thinking because because the last start five episodes. Don't caring now, you know. <laughs> in the last five episodes, we haven't clapped, and I've I've thought about that after the fact. I'm like, dang, we didn't yeah, clap again. Yeah, it's been a fucking pain in the ass, dude. It takes me <laughs> 15 minutes just to line up our clips. It's You're fine, welcome. Though. You're welcome. Now, what you should do is you can make me look really stupid and just have me delayed agreeing with everything you say. Like, uh huh. <laughs> look, I'll give you some stock. 
Uh-huh. Oh, he, okay. So he's 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 uh, Kurt Russell's son, is what I was. You're thinking. so right. He's Wyatt Russell. That's true. That's what I. All right. There you go. There's your. Stock I thought that was vaguely, audio. mildly interesting. You know. No, that is that is interesting. And oh, you can I, see, see I see. I see. You what can you see. Were I see. You I, can kind of see the Kurt Russell there. I see yeah, it. a little. It's in the chin, you know. It's in the chin. It's, it, I was there was a side profile shot of him, and I was talking to Bree, and I was like, "God, I would be unstoppable if I had a chin like that." That well, guy just chiseled. I would. I would be president at twenty five if I had a chin like that. You could. There's, that's crack there's, an egg would, on that thing, dude. Just look, 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 look at my profile. Yeah, and then like draw up that image of fake captain america it's just we look like a different species he's a he's a specimen of a man his name is wyatt russell yeah like that he hasn't i think that they even did a decent job bringing him in like and and they like i kept joking like as they were reading off his resume of like overseas work and stuff i was like yeah he's been silencing south american dissidents Like, he's been shooting people in the woods for a long time. He's America's good old boy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) He's been dropping bombs on innocent civilians since (laughs) he's 18 years old. A highly accomplished predator drone pilot. To represent this country with the shield. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think that the show is wanting to address some interesting nuanced topics and i'm wondering to see if they're going to be a little more delicate than i gave them credit for if it's going to actually uh tackle these subjects or if it's just going to sort of bring them up and then leave them i Um, really feel like that's what happened on this one but a little bit and then especially the fucking um the uh the the uh the 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 bomb that was dropped with uh finding out there was like a black captain america in Mm -hmm. uh what was his name isaiah or something like yeah. that and um, bucky just ignored him it's kind of great like, <laughs> yeah uh but, he's just but, flabbergasted he's like why didn't you tell me he's like <laughs> he didn't bucky didn't even have an answer they he's did it, well like, they didn't address it at all yeah like they just <laughs> left and then there was the whole police confrontation scene immediately yeah. after because they were like fighting in the streets about it and then yeah. the show just kind of moved on from that and didn't really go back and talk about it. I assume it's going to come up again. Surely it those, will. Those it, cops' radar went off that a white man was mildly uncomfortable, and they just flew to the scene. They, I mean, <laughs> they knew. Yeah, it feels like this show is definitely trying to tackle race, but like you got to do it. Like if you're going to do it, don't don't put yeah. your foot around here. You know? Like, yeah. Let's talk about it. I mean, like we've got a a white Captain America. You know, again. Um, when there should have when been it, when the movie should have gone on the black to, one. Yeah. Um and it seems like on the surface he's qualified. But yeah. you know, it feels like also that he um possibly isn't as as humble <laughs> I guess as like the Steve Rogers was. I'm getting um, big I'm getting big um Homelander vibes, like early Homelander vibes from this yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make an early prediction. I think that what's gonna happen is that this this new Captain America, Russell Jr., I think that Russell Jr. is going to get frustrated that the down-home approach that they're wanting to sort of have Captain America take isn't as effective against these supers. So I think that he's just going to choose the almighty, amazing force of violence. <laughs> and it's going to be, like, he way does, heavy-handed. He kind of kick ass, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, I think that he's going to take a darker, like, more homelander toned approach and that's going to be oh, the distinguishing yeah. feature like i i i hope and i think they're setting him up to be a bad guy and i i'm hoping that that's what happens but i know it's probably it, not a radical it feels take, like but he suddenly went from like sympathizing with sam and bucky to that last line that he had like suddenly having a great deal of hostility towards them a little bit of spice on that yeah. stay the hell out of my way stay yeah the hell like, out of he, my he way. was he was kinda, pretty he was pretty kinda, spicy kind of came out of nowhere and i guess like it's because sam and bucky were like you know uh he had tried to help them like several times and sam and bucky you know basically spit in his face each time so yeah yeah i guess guess it makes sense i think the show like i i totally agree i think they keep bringing up things that should be addressed and i think they think they're addressing it so far by just bringing it up and that's not it's not what you gotta come some slack too because it is only episode two but they have like only four more episodes left. This is like a six 
episode thing. Is it just a six arc? Wow. That's I do like each episode being forty minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of nice, you know. It feels like it's got enough time to really walk out something, at least. Mm. I yeah. do love though that you're you're dead on. Like Bucky, they have to confront the fact that there is a black Captain America in prison wrongfully. <laughs> Yeah, Bucky. Bucky has just spent the last hundred years in change, just was, not addressing. It. Was was uh, experimented on by the U.S. government just, for just years. not talking about. It. Yeah, yeah. You would think a bombshell like that would like you can't just drop that and then not talk about it again in a six yeah. episode thing. Like that's clearly a pretty big deal. Man, um, that's that's that's. Wild. Of course, it, it could it could just be a nod to the comics and there being a black captain. America and the comics too. Like that could be all that is, but if that's all that we is, need to bring in like I'm a resident be, comic nerd, we need to have someone on when we yeah, talk about this stuff. Cause we ain't it. Is that what you're saying? No, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not at all. No, uh, yeah. no, we don't need any of those nerds on here, dude. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. What are you going to do? Read a book. He's gone. These comic book elitists. What? You're going to open up a physical comic book. Jeez. You know, stop reading some comics and go get some bitches, you know. <laughs> Is that the take? Yeah. Is that <laughs> Um Uh have we been I guess this is a is a TV show and anime podcast now. Yeah, that's what we do. Really that's all about, we do now. I, really, I haven't been playing uh games very much at all. No. Um, no. Um I did play through uh, Miles Morales on my place playstation 4 what are the thoughts on miles morales um it's a it's a nice little morsel to to sink your teeth into for uh how much how much are they i think it's still like 50 bucks 75 dollars it's still 75 dollars no it, it's like 50 it may have been 40 even um but it, it was like 20 25 hours i 100 percented the map over nice that, over that time it's it's just it's more uh it's more spidey you know if you if yeah. you really enjoyed uh the first spider-man uh insomniac spider-man you'll uh you'll like this i think it's yeah it's, it's it's more of that but he's got like some added uh super power abilities that kind of give a twist on just like the standard beat em up combat yeah um I assume they brought in a new line of suits too, which is kind of one of the, the perks dude, the, of Spider-Man the suits, games. The suits are so fucking cool. Like they do a really good job. With yeah. The suits. There's like an animated Spider-Man uh, one. There's a, uh, I said, I said Spider-Man weird. We're just going to Spider-Man. There's animated <laughs> Spider-Man. There's an animated Spider-Man. Uh, I love the Spider-Man games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one from uh, the Spider-Verse like that suit. And they even yeah. incorporated like the, uh, there's like a mod that, turns it into like that animation style too which i couldn't that's cool i, I couldn't stomach for more than a few seconds because it's <laughs> it's weirdly nauseating in a way yeah. that you wouldn't expect like it the game is running at 30 fps but the animation mm -hmm. is running at like 15 fps and so there's this mm -hmm. really weird mind frickery that's happening yeah. out there when you're trying to use that suit so i just stayed away from that shit um there's more of an emphasis on stealth uh that isn't in the first game there's more abilities that lean towards like you being stealthy and playing that approach which i enjoyed i like that um, yeah um and you know like i i'm not gonna sit here and lie <laughs> and say that like i'm just like super concerned about like inclusion in games and like making sure that everybody's heard and seen. Like, I think that's all really important, but I'm not going to like die, die on that hill. But like insomniac has done an, an incredible job. I, I, I think at like, uh, like there's like a, a, a deaf character in, in this game. That's like pretty prominent, has a lot of, uh, speaking lines. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what do the speaking lines sound like? <laughs> no, God. no, none of that. None of that. None of that. Um, I, there's like one white character in this, and he's the villain, uh, which I thought was is kind of just, just noteworthy, you know, like the, the very strong um, POC cast in this game. Yeah, that's uh, cool. So you know, I guess credit where credit is due. There, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It it it's nice to have a game that reflects real life, and it's not just all one dimension of sure. one and single. Shit, you know, it it doesn't matter a ton to me because uh, spoiler, like I'm I'm really fucking white. But yeah. there, there are a ton of people that like 
maybe would not have gravitated towards the, the in fact I, I talked to to, uh, to key to to jared who was like you know the other one didn't really grab my interest but the only reason why i would want to play this is because there is a black character as spider-man and that's really fucking cool to me i would love to play that game yeah so you know i understand well that. this the idea that entertainment has been kind of like America has kind of been the default entertainment producing country for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And all we churn out is movies where do to look to say do to look like us again, chin thing, but like just it's white dudes, like white dudes are the default main character of everything. Sure. And I think that it's not a threat to white dudes to say, Hey, let's maybe have like, you can sit this one out. Let's have someone who looks like, the rest of the world maybe take a spin at this. Sure. I think that that's only a good thing. I don't know. Like I, again, yeah. it doesn't hurt me at all. So <laughs> I say go for it, man. Like that's yeah, yeah. Morales, it's a great storyline. I love it. That's cool. Yeah. And I think that just to do it to check a box isn't right. But I mean, and that's I think that's kind of what I was getting at. You know, like yeah. it, feel, it, it does feel like a lot of these uh, games sort of uh, shoehorn these sort of tropes and like as much as. I think it's good to have a deaf character in a game. It did kind of feel like having a deaf character for the sake of having one. And I don't know if that's just like super noticeable because there aren't a whole lot of deaf characters. And so naturally the one deaf character is going to be very noticeable and very in your face. Like that, pro that probably is the case, mm -hmm. but it did feel like, Oh, okay. We're, we're, we're doing an inclusion thing here, you know? And I don't know what the solution is to that, except for doing more of it. So that it isn't like, yeah. quite so jarring when that shit happens. Well, um, yeah, I think it's you. I think the answer to that discomfort is to be more familiar with it, right? Like you, you get more exposure to it, and then it just becomes I mean, part of it. it. Was, it's not that it was uncomfortable for me. It was just like, oh, okay. Like I said, <laughs> like I said, like it's just noticeable. Like I see what we're doing here. You know. I think what I'm saying is, I think the easily removed for different markets where you have like inclusion and diversity, like star Wars is a good example. Like there's a, um, a kiss shared by two women at the end of one of the new trilogy movies. Right. And first of all, it's just in the, ha just having women in movies is <laughs> pretty, pretty horrible thing. Pretty that they awful. Did. No, um, there, they, there's like this, there's yes. this kiss that happens in the background at the end of one of the new trilogy movies for star Wars. And it's clearly like done in such a way where when they ship it internationally, they can easily, edit that out mm -hmm. say to like the Chinese markets where that's not something they would want in there. Like in the same way that they freaking took Finn off the poster in some of the overseas promotions. Like that's, they just, they will do that. Like if we count on corporations and, and they didn't to, even notice <laughs> if, if they count on, if we count on corporations to like bring inclusion to us, they're going to do it in a way that benefits them. So that's sure. kind of like, yeah, that's what I'm kind of gotcha. not enjoying is like the easily gotcha. Just, drop in place i would rather have something that's holistically made where it's inclusion is just part of it rather than a box to check yeah yeah fair enough uh it is a fun game go check it out it's nice i enjoyed it um maybe catch it on a sale i don't know that it's worth like a full price or anything but mm. it's fun i also picked up uh journey i don't know if you've heard of that game it's um it's been out a long time like 2000 and probably 10 2012 maybe like that mm -hmm. sort of time period it's this uh indie game it's supposed to be have a, have a very heartwarming uh sto story oh um, i had this on my playstation i played this for a little bit yeah yeah i just remember saying I, I haven't <laughs> played much of it at all but like people talk about this game uh very lovingly um yeah so I, i've been meaning to like play it forever and I'm in a place right now where it's like nothing is really grabbing my interest. And when I mm -hmm. like sit down to play a game, like nothing really jumps out at me. And so usually I just end up scrolling Facebook on my phone or watching anime, which is what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I picked up Journey and I've, I play maybe a few hours. I don't really have anything uh, to say about it other than the way that it incorporates multiplayer is really fucking cool. And it's like very seamless and you don't notice that it's happening. Like I thought this game was an offline single player or the, like what I was doing was an offline single player session of this game. Mm -hmm. And I just randomly ran into a, another player in the world that was kind of doing yeah. their own thing. And I had this sort of like discussion with myself like is this an npc or is this a real person and i was trying to decipher if it was like part of the game or what's happening because there's no visual markers or anything that like this is mm -hmm. another person um, yeah 
so like floated over to this uh this this person and we just started like communicating in the only way that you're sort of allowed to at that point through like uh, there's just like a, a very simple button press that does a certain thing. And then I, like that, that was literally it, but that was what mm-hmm. let, let me know that this is an actual, you emoted. Point. Yeah. 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 Basically. So I thought that was cool. That's really the only thing yeah. I, have, I have to say about that game, but uh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. What about you chief? You've been playing anything? Yeah. So I've been playing, um, I played some battlefront two today. I streamed that a little bit on our yeah, Facebook page. Um, did. Then I I have been playing a lot of Escape from Tarkov. Like that's been my main I'm just meat and potatoes. Uh, the Apex Legends rank reset split has happened. I'm back to silver one. So if and when anyone wants to jump in and just absolutely ruin people's day in that rank with me, please. Are you? Let's are you, let's do that. Are you wanting to play after this? I can play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Tarkov. It's eight. I am not someone who really likes the granular like item management stuff in games. And that's a huge element of this. I didn't like it in destiny. I certainly don't like it in this where I have to manage specific calibers of bullets and stuff now. Um, But some people find that oddly therapeutic going through like their Cause I mean, it does take a lot of time. So I can imagine a a, a mechanic like that to you. Like that's not like when you sit down to play a game, managing your inventory is not something that, that makes that, cut that makes no. that part of uh, yeah no so I understand papa wants papa want violence yeah. papa <laughs> want violence. violence papa want click head shoot that's what <laughs> i'm trying to do on video games i'm not trying to sit here and organize my stash but that's a huge part of the game so i'm kind of forcing myself to learn that and not just ignore it yeah. um but i will say i've had the game is blessing me with some cool moments where i'll drop some people and pick up their fully kitted weapons and then just like go on a spree and then like either extract with it sell it or just drop or just die and both are fun to me like i'm i'm just having fun like yeah. in no means do i have any desire to be good at this game i'm just having fun with the gunplay and being a goober on it so it's been neat i don't know that it's i think it's going to be a game that similar to csgo it kind of has an international following for a very 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 long time um but i think it's going to be a niche game just forever just by the nature of how hard and punishing it is for newcomers so are there that's are there any games coming out that you're like interested in that are coming down the pipeline i'm looking i was uh reading for prepping for the pod the um like the world war ii call of duty and it's been call of duty black ops i had no interest in that game and i now also have no interest in another world war ii game at all <laughs> yeah, me neither. like i just uh, I, I i was wondering well if they just have the modern if they just have the war zone thing going what are they going to do now that's going to be easily sort of like dropped into war zone because if they're smart they would keep war zone running just indefinitely because yep. they're making i mean they have to be making hand over fist with that so what are they going to do next like are we is activism just going to make America start a new war so they can have another like another conflict to make a game off of? Like, <laughs> Turns what? out Activision is actually behind all of our uh yeah, they they all of our <laughs> they're like behind the scenes uh the puppeteers behind Russia and and the US <laughs> trying to start up a Activision World War 3. It's Activision just so that they can make a a good Call of Duty game again. They assassinate Kim Jong Un <laughs> and then just like kick off a nuclear arm exchange. Yes. They're like, "This is gonna be. We're gonna take an L in the uh, in the in the next couple of days." But man, we're gonna really love. <laughs> it'll it'll yeah it'll 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 line our coffers later on, boys. Do you, the the first quarter of twenty uh twenty twenty nine if we make it there is gonna we're be really rad. gonna reap the results there. We're gonna be bathing in it, boys. <laughs> If we can all make, just make it through. Now I sent you the trailer for, um, there was a six minute trailer and I'm actually interested. I'm interested in this game. I don't know that I'm hyped for it. There's I'm not, I'm pro for what game. There's a trailer for Call of duty. No, there's a trailer for six days in Fallujah. This is a different, uh, this is the, okay. this was the game. Okay. I missed your time segue away from call of duty, world war two and into. Yeah. I was, I was kind of just jumping trains, but this is kind of a time travel thing. So while we were very much neck deep in the Iraq war, which we still technically like we're going to be there forever because this is what we do now. Um, 
this was a game that was delayed. It was originally going to be set out for the PS3, I think, and like that era of consoles. And then like due to a lot of negative pushback of, hey, like the dirt isn't even really like set on graves of people who have died in this conflict. Are we really about to make a video game about this? Yeah. But they were making Six Days in Fallujah forever ago about the Battle of Fallujah where like, dude, you talk about anything that represents the horrors of war. Like Fallujah was a terrible, I actually got to meet a veteran from that conflict at one yeah. point. Wow. And he was talking about it and it was a nightmare factory, he, right? He, Horrible. He, he was like, yeah, it, it, it sucked. Yeah, he had, he had the amazing take of certifiable not poggers. Isaac was bad. Yeah, F's poggers. for everything. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Um, but there's a new trailer out. It's like a six minute trailer for Six Days in Fallujah. This is kind of featuring people who were there. Yeah, and there's still, and I don't know where, I don't know what my moral compass is telling me, but I don't know why I don't flinch at playing a World War II game where I know real people died in this conflict and it was a nightmare for those people as well. But there's just something that's different in my head about listening to a guy who was actually there, who exchanged gunfire with people, and then immediately pivoting to like on the screen where they talk about the cool like squad mechanics of this game, like showing someone like aiming down the barrel of an M4. Like it just, it doesn't like... I don't know. I don't know why it's different to me, but this I don't know why feel... it's different for you either cuz like we uh, you know, we're no strangers to making games about yeah, the the, the Iraq war like that's all games yeah. that we've we've played and enjoyed <laughs> quite quite a bit. For some reason though, like Fallujah specifically knowing that this is like an actual place, like this like the modern warfare games like to create fake countries, right? To kind of like dance around like this is a different thing, right? But the fact that this is Fallujah in a modern war, like where, I don't know, it just feels way different. I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> just, it sounds like the only thing that's different is that they've removed sort of the artificial uh, yeah. barrier. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess it's, it's also communicating to me that I guess culturally enough time has passed and we've made enough distance between when this war has started to now we can fully go down the entertainment route with it. And I had wondered when that would happen, right? Like, because I, we as a kid watched this war start and I guess eventually we get enough distance emotionally from things where we just can appreciate them as entertainment. And I guess this is a signal that, yeah. oh, we've arrived there and we're still at war. Like that, that's just, that feels different to me. I don't, I don't know how to fully describe the emotion, but it feels different. It does also. Yeah. I understand what you're getting at. It's all, there's the weirdness angle too of like this war is like ongoing. And so there's a potential, like what are they doing with the game? I guess is my question. Like, is this going to mm -hmm. be a very realistic? I don't know how you portray this in a, like a non-biased way, but mm -hmm. uh, it, I could see this getting into some weird murky territory with like influencing public perception of a war that's like still currently happening. Like right. that feels weird to me. You know, yeah. in a way that like yeah. the Iraq war is mostly wrapped up, you know, we, we can make fictional games about that sort of time setting without ruffling too many feathers. Like, but yeah, I don't know. This shit does feel a little bit different. I, I will give you that. And we make plenty of movies like we make movies about this conflict all the time. And I don't have any I don't have any of the same qualms. Like I can appreciate the movie for what it is, but there's something you can get you can get people so much more bought into your message when you physically have them pushing the buttons themselves. Mm. And you, you sort of are like actively engaging with and agreeing with the message being presented to you. Like that to me feels different in terms. We just talked about how like winter soldier and Falcon is propaganda. Like this, this is very an easily well, propagandable piece of know. media. Now, now you're getting into sort of that, discussion about whether or not games can actually lead somebody to you know commit a violent act or like actually change somebody's perception to the point where they're gonna like go do that thing um, no i mean i'm i'm saying like at the very least like tacitly endorse or start to warm up to an idea that they maybe were either neutral on or softly against i'm not saying like this is going to get someone to shoot somebody like by no means but i'm just saying like you get emotionally attached and you present stuff that you can be a little shady with if you want. I don't know. 
It's okay. How did we get here, by the way? Uh, I talked about Modern Warfare and then the World War II Call of Duty game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Back to Call of Duty then. Is that something that you, <laughs> so you already said that that's not like vaguely interesting to you in the slightest going back to no, World War like II? Not, not even, not even a in? little. No. Like what, I just, what if I told you that it's, it's rumor that it's an alternate timeline though? They're changing. <laughs> I'm serious that they're changing the events of history. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I it mean, could, it, it could be like a uh, Wolfenstein 2. I'd say Wolfenstein already already situation. let me shoot Hitler. So I don't know what more. <laughs> Actually, what more, like kick Hitler in the face even. What more can I do? Just like the, I've, I've already tasted the, the cream of the crop, man. Like that's that's all you want, right? It, it feels like Activision has put all of these resources and like set up multiple studios so that they can like annually release these games but didn't have the foresight to see that like we are moving away from that model Mm -hmm. (laughs) right like we've had warzone now for the last well since like 2019 and that's not Mm -hmm. going anywhere so it's like nowhere and like what they're trying to do now with these like still do it but incorporate them into warzone i think is a good idea and it's smart but it's also like I don't. I don't know anybody that's super keen on buying a new Call of Duty every single year. Like it just doesn't need. And we're no. out of ideas now. Clearly, like we're we're heading yeah. back to World War II, fellas. Like, where's the Civil War? Why can't I beat? Why can't I beat someone from Oklahoma to well, death with just, my empty musket? Like, yeah, come on. I mean, it's just Activision, not... you cowards. Let me go into Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> and beat people come on i want to take a skillet with someone let's at, go at what point do you just do like a master chief collection version of call of duty and just like have all of the like different types of experiences that call of duty offers you know mm-hmm. with like the civil war era which hasn't been done yet i don't think no. world, world war one and two right and then you got your modern yeah. shit you got your t- titanfall wall running shit you know like yeah at, at what point do we just have a call of call of duty package like that where you can it sort of like super sample everything and everybody gets their fix and it's just this constantly evolving ever-changing thing that is it just blows my mind that they want and and i know that it's the the ultimate answer is money they're a company their job is to make money but it's crazy to me that with warzone being as successful as it clearly is like it would be one thing if it were kind of fledgling, but this is a huge deal. Like people are still playing this, streaming it all the time. Yeah. I don't know why they feel the pressure to make an entirely new campaign complete with new multiplayer. Like you don't have to do that. Like you can release these little campaigns for like make them for 30 bucks. Yeah. Release them as like yeah. something like a little ice cream for the people who want a new campaign every year. You know, like and then double down on making paid content for Warzone, right? Like, just do that. I don't know why. It's funny to me that games who shouldn't be doing games as a service are doing that, but something that could so easily do that, Activision, and they're just, like, skittish about it? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't... It's uh, clear to me, at least, that, like, they're... I mean, they're still making money on Call of Duty. Like, Pumping these things out at every single year, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any goddamn sense, but it makes sense. To them it has because, to be cheap people, to make. People buy it, and it's still yeah. Like, um, it's still the, the Call of Duty name carries a lot of weight for uh, a lot of people that just own a console. Like, oh, there's a new Call of Duty out. Like, that's what I'm going to be playing for the next year. You know, so yeah. like, it's a no brainer for a lot of people, I think. But it's like mm-hmm. it just makes a whole lot more sense to me if you just. <laughs> Just release one, goddammit, and have that be the thing for the next couple of years, you know? Yeah, like and, the and Modern Warfare one. was a good game. It would I, be, I really, the weapons would, felt good. It was a good game. It would be um, one thing if they're like actually iterating and in, like bringing in new ideas and shit, but it's like, we're not really. Like we're, <laughs> we're we keep going back. Like the only thing that's changing is the visual fidelity of these games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're using the same weapons, you know, we're doing the same mm-hmm. shit in terms of mechanics, basically. Like, it's yeah, just, it doesn't like Assassin's Creed was a game that like came out uh, every year for a while. But like every one of those releases was fundamentally different and yeah. pretty in- interesting ways, like still the yeah. same formula. But uh, e- each entry to that series did some interesting things. 
you know mm-hmm. so i think like you can justify it that way but even yeah. assassin's creed got 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 stale when they you know went to the every other year model which yeah was, thank god but uh yeah i don't know yeah, I, they clearly are going to keep doing it until the sales numbers drop and i don't know that they ever will because like you're saying it feels like kind of the default there the was default purchase th- there was proof that um uh, uh, doing the uh, what the Black Ops release uh, helped out Warzone like substantially. So like I think that really? al- that alone, yeah, is is probably enough for them to keep releasing Call Call of Duties. Damn it! Hey, they're gonna be doing it until we're eighty. So <laughs> go off. They're gonna they're gonna start ten more wars so they can have a few more years <laughs> of content. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna be going to war with like Australia here. Before Turns long. It's out it's gonna the, be great. Uh, Mi- missile launch uh, tests that we're hearing about in North Korea, or is, or is it actually just Activision? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want Activision to be brave enough so we can finally take on those stupid Australians. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> please, please. It's it's about time. It's about time someone just kicked them down the road and put Ta- them in their place. Taught those Aussies a lesson. Yeah. This pod. Well, this podcast. I'd, this entire group is firmly I'd be, anti-Australian. I'd be, I'd be careful with that, dude. Those guys fuck with some. Have you seen the spiders down there, man? I don't know. Very big. I, I Very feel big like spiders. we maybe don't want to pick a fight with. <laughs> We're releasing the armored spider division. <laughs> I, that's not something I want to think about. Unleash you, the spider missiles. Did you hear? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That uh, Microsoft is uh, reportedly in talks to buy Discord. Dude, or... this is after TikTok snubbed them too. That's so funny. <laughs> For for ten bill. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they tried to buy TikTok and Pinterest, and they couldn't. Wait, so, so what? To what happened with the whole TikTok thing? Because there was that whole thing where like TikTok was a threat to U.S. security. Yeah, and, the deal uh, never went through. Well, they the couldn't only, finalize the only it. thing that that saved them in that was Microsoft saying that they were going to buy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then now, now they're now not. That's not happening. <laughs> Did yeah. did did TikTok just like wait that out until Trump was no longer in office and like I guess so the yeah. public forgot about it and then everybody there's no just consequences moved on? for anything yeah no you just wait <laughs> that's just hilarious wait. just wait like no nothing bad will happen to you if you just wait you just that's wait long enough really funny and nothing bad happens yeah all right fair enough well now they're they're trying to buy Discord for mm-hmm. for ten billion dollars which yeah. is seems like a lot of money. But yeah, I would assume for Microsoft, that's that's like a fart in the wind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about that? I think it, it makes a lot of sense for Microsoft because we were like we've said several times being like PC players and trying to play with, with people on Xbox because like on our end, we've got to load the Xbox app on PC and then join a group chat and then like be a whole lot easier if Discord was yeah. just integrated for Xbox users. Um, so that it's all just fucking seamless, and especially with like having Game Pass on as many systems and platforms now as, as there are, I think it, it it makes a lot of sense to have uh, an app that's already across all of those devices in general. You right. just need to apply some integration into the the Xbox platform, and then boom, you got a, a really good communication app. Uh, it would be ridiculously smooth if they just made Discord the default communication for like the Xbox Game Pass stuff. Like yeah. if you have the Xbox app, you just communicate through Discord. That would be so intuitive and nice. Because um, you're right. If you're not an if you're not a like, and I don't know why you would be like if you're not rap, very accustomed to using the Xbox app as a communication mechanism on your PC, it's not easy. It's not a very intuitive thing, especially no. if you're used to Discord. So having that on there would be awesome. Like I, I think that would be really cool too. And I can also see from a like business perspective. So Microsoft's web uh, hosting stuff is called Azure. So A Z U R E, and they don't really they don't really have a big sort of name on their service yet. Like they have their own properties on there. Um, but like for example, Amazon has Twitch on their web streaming service, mm-hmm. right? Or like yeah. their web like supplier. Uh, so having something as big as Discord would kind of like boost their portfolio up so they can get more services on there. Sure. So it makes sense for them to like buy Discord if only to integrate it on there. Like they put Minecraft on it and Minecraft has billions of people playing it all the time. Um, but yeah, I think that from both angles, 
this makes a ton of sense, especially because they kind of like missed the punt with with um, Skype over yeah. the last year. Like yeah. they they own Skype. They they could have had a huge year with Skype, but Zoom took over, which is so funny to me. Um, how, so that, that is fucking weird, and will never cease to amaze me how right Zoom took off, but like established communication platforms that have been around forever just did it. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like it does anything different than Skype, right? Well, right. <laughs> if anything, if anything, it was like less secure and yeah. like a little bit more janky. <laughs> I think it might have been like we're using Zoom to talk to each other as we record the podcast. I think it might have been like a quick, free, and intuitive alternative. So I think it was just kind of a knock-on effect of they needed quick people early on probably needed quick fixes to do Zoom to do like video conferencing. Yeah. And rather than like have everyone try to dig up their Microsoft account passwords and stuff, they just sent everyone a new thing. Yeah. And that just was kind of the roll on effect of like people asked their spouse or their friends what they use for video stuff for their jobs. And then that was just how it spread. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I don't know that like I have to have a Microsoft account for my job and I have to like reset my password all the sure, time. Yeah. Cause I don't use it for yeah. anything. Like I just, yeah. Yeah, I just have to use it when I use it. I just went through um, this, this same problem with uh, a teacher uh, at, at my job who was trying to uh, some some other uh, like company was sent her a link uh, uh, to a Microsoft. It like wasn't Skype. I forgot what program it was. But they just assumed that our school like used Microsoft like logins and passwords and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't. You don't have a <laughs> you don't have a school account with Microsoft to do this thing that they want you to do. Like I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, so it it makes sense to me that Microsoft is wanting a win right now because they don't have a big app. They don't have something like Facebook has with Instagram or Amazon has with Twitch. They really need something kind of big and community based. So this only makes sense now. If Microsoft is willing to take off a big chunk of the outright white supremacist and Nazi groups that organize on discord. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. But um, that's going to be a big problem. I think think that's a lot of the worry right now for people that use discord a lot is like, Oh no, Microsoft is going to come in and be sort of this corporate overlord. That's going to change this platform that I, like to use the n-word on you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, oh I, no i can't be a racist turd anymore I yeah that's i um, i would mm. and it's it's very possible they just fucking buy discord and just sit on it you know and don't really yeah. do anything with it the, just let it run it. yeah that's very possible too um, buy it move it on to azure and then just sort of let it roll as it is and then yeah. just advertise it as we have billions of people on our web services why can't we have you yeah that yeah. that would make sense that'd be a good buy they just bought bethesda so you see that they're making these big buys Massive to sort of expand yeah yeah so they spent 7.5 bill on bethesda yeah. so and under this guy so i was looking up they've made some bigger purchases as well under this Ooh. ceo um they bought beam which was like what they turned into their streaming service that failed. But they've been doing some like big buys. Oh man, I and... forgot that they even had. Uh, I don't. Know, I forgot what it was even called. What was the Xbox streaming service? I mean, I'm trying what to find it. Shit? So the fact Mixer. That even, Mixer. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. So Microsoft bought LinkedIn for twenty six point two bill. GitHub for seven point five. They're trying to expand and do everything they can. So this just makes sense in like a lineup of big purchases that they've made. It wouldn't have surprised me if the TikTok deal went through. I don't know what. I mean, TikTok <laughs> is huge. Yeah. So if anyone is in a comfortable position to like turn down Microsoft, like they're they're tic- doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna do okay. They're doing. They're doing um, but yeah, so this guy Nadella, the CEO of uh, Microsoft, has been making some huge purchases. So, so I think I, they're just going to keep rolling. My question with that is like, at what point do we go? Like they're buying a lot of studios, mm-hmm. and it's cool because they needed to. 
like first of all they needed a lot of like first party software that they mm-hmm. did not have before but at what point do we go all right sl- slow down <laughs> you're, yeah you're buying a lot of shit man and you're like one corporation like we're we're getting into territory where it's like kind of uncomfortable for for me like in my views i'm like they're gonna get a monopoly on a, on a lot of this shit like pretty sure. quickly at, at at this rate you know I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how great that is for the industry as a whole, but no, I don't think it's awesome at all. <laughs> I think it's terrible, <laughs> actually. Um, yeah, this you're you're like teeing it up for me here, but I, I don't I don't support this I shocker don't, here. Don't like that at all. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's just I don't know what you do with that. You know, like it's it's Microsoft. well. I mean, there's an element of like this is kind of what we get. Right, because we've been fucking shitting on Xbox for so long now. Like, Xbox doesn't have games, and, and Phil Spencer came along. And I was like, "Well, fuck you, then." Like, I'm we're gonna, we're, bitch, I'm gonna buy Bethesda, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, would they have the I money? I bought you Bethesda. <laughs> yeah. Say I don't have games. Yeah. And, oh, Bethesda's not enough anymore. Bethesda makes shitty games. Let's fucking buy some more. You know. That I'll they, buy the platform you talk <laughs> trash about my company on. I'll buy PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Sp- <laughs> Just a drunk Phil Spencer sitting behind. He's the calling keyboard. Japan, <laughs> drunk <laughs> dialing Japan. Yeah. How much? <laughs> it's Mr. Spencer online too. Tw- How tw- much? How much you want? Twenty-five billion. <laughs> I fart that out in a week. Money isn't real. <laughs> you can like hear the wind because he's on his roof, like yeah. staring down. <laughs> Money <laughs> isn't real. I want it. <laughs> Speaking of Sony, they uh, they they shut down their uh, their stores for the Vita, the PSP, oh. and the Vita. Everyone who Rest only cares peace. about JRPGs this as their sole personality trait is crushed. now screeching. Crushed. Yeah, they're upset. They're very upset. <laughs> it does kind of suck though because there's a lot yeah of no it does of, there's a lot of games here that like like sony hasn't been doing the work that xbox has and bringing in these like backwards compatible games like yeah i don't want to <laughs> they've made it explicitly clear <laughs> they, they don't. don't want to <laughs> well they have that, that one executive guy that was like i don't fucking understand why people would even want to play old games <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's there was, a, so there was a there was a Sony exec that was like in response to all of these gamers that were like, do better, please. He was just like Have <laughs> you <laughs> seen them? They look like trash. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that was what he said. <laughs> what and, and saying it to the audience of Sony people who buy like pristine PlayStation One consoles, like just yeah, to yeah. play these games. Yeah. Like that is so no one could be more tone deaf in terms of like <laughs> speaking to their audience. And it, it just sucks. Cause like, there's no, there's no other way to like when those stores go down and you can't download those games anymore, other than like physical media, which is on its way out. There's no yeah. way to acquire that shit. Um, when you talk about other, other getting... than pi- like pirating it, which is what people yeah. are going to do. But like that shit's illegal. And I don't know that we should be like, uh, praising that shit but like at this rate like there's no other way to do it like th- that's the only way that I support like pirating is when there's no feasible way to acquire it other than pirating then I think when the licensing like, holders clearly do not make an effort to give you it to give yeah. you an avenue to yeah. it reasonably and legally sure. like I, I say go off like yeah, at that point you're just trying to appreciate the created piece of media well, and there's a, like an actual argument there that like <laughs> you're do- doing uh, the Lord's work and preserving something that will otherwise just have been forgotten about. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying, especially when you consider that a lot of the Vita's like successful games were indie based and like now, like they were mostly online anyway. Yeah. So what do you do with that? Like if they, if a company was successful enough to get a good digital game on the Vita, but now the digital store is closed game go by like yeah, it's gone there's yeah. no physical way to preserve that game other than just pirating it and emulating it i hope someone like scans the entire like digital library and just saves it because no one else will i will I, I hope somebody is doing that because sony isn't <laughs> right <laughs> you know? yeah please yeah so i yeah, yeah it sucks it sucks i i feel for uh people that are very 
interested, I guess, in like preserving uh, game history because mm-hmm. uh, that that shit sucks. I get it from like I guess a business standpoint of like yeah, of course it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep these stores around that for uh, platforms that are over a decade old, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for these corporations to continue to funnel money into maintaining those sort of eco systems. But right. um, at the same time, if you're not going to do that, at least put in the work to preserve like what's there, you know? Yeah. Well, and they're giving everyone, I mean, they're giving everyone a few months notice before they do it. So I'm assuming that the, the sort of online market for emulators and pirate copies of games is going to get flooded here before long because people are doing the Lord's work. They are, they're sort of getting the only way we can still play these games available. So shout out to my big arg shout out to the pirates from, from this end (laughs) of the podcast. You are doing the Lord's work, but yeah, it, it feels ooky. It feels ooky, especially as I'm sitting here staring at my machine chock full of SSDs and no CD or physical drive at all. Right. Like it's just, it, it's one of those moments where like that little itch in the back of my head of like, we should have something physical. Like <laughs> there should be something real. Like <laughs> that, that that just, it gets louder every time I read stories like this, you know? I guess, but it's also like nothing is like nothing lasts forever either. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Like even if you buy a bunch of physical media, I mean, I, I guess this is like post the PS3 era. Like mm-hmm. you still need to like connect to the internet in a lot of cases to play the thing that's on a disc, you know? Sure. So it's like, e- even that shit, it doesn't really work, but yeah, ho- hopefully we're, true. hopefully we're seeing the, uh, you know, the end of this problem, you know, cause, um, with PS4 moving into PS5, they've, they've brought back, I mean, not, not every PS4 game, but certainly a lot of them at this point, mm-hmm. you know? So hopefully yeah. we're seeing the end of this problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else you want to talk about? Sitting at just yeah. over an hour on the pod, man. I don't know. Looking at what we... They had the uh, John Wick director is going to be making the... Ghost of Tsushima! Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Which that's, is pretty cool. I'm stoked about pretty, that. That's going to be a cool... I, that's a game that I enjoyed. That I would... Yeah. It's interesting picking the John Wick. Like I, I think he'll he'll be great. Clearly for like the action in a Ghost of Tsushima movie. I think that'll be sick. But like that's a game that also um, was very careful in the way that they portrayed uh, that time period and that culture, mm-hmm. and like treated everything with a d- degree of respect that we don't typically see in the West. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, like that game was specifically praised for that uh, by mm-hmm. people even that lived overseas that were like, yeah, that's fucking good on you for, for doing that. My This worry, didn't suck. My yeah. worry and <laughs> bear with me is that the John Wick director is not going to apply the same level of respect to Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> as the John uh, Wick director. Uh, yeah, I guess we should name the guy for our seven average listeners it's actually it's more than that it's more than that. We're, we're we're hovering around 20 you know i'm trying to look at his other stuff that he's done <sighs> john because i because i actually think like if it were michael bay or someone directing this movie i would be worried right yeah, yeah. but chad stalisecki who's done the Matrix Reloaded, Captain America Civil War, The Hunger Games. Like, these are definitely popcorn movies. Like, The Expendables 2. He did Safe. None of these movies are giving me any... Uh, like, I don't think it, like it's going to be that kind of movie. It's not going to be what Ghost of Tsushima was to, like, Japan okay. that time period. Like, I think it's going to be a, a John Wick interpretation of... Which, again, isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think it's going to be fucking fun. I'm going to mm-hmm. enjoy watching it. I think he's going to do a great job. Well, but there's a long history of like samurai movies being fun and yeah, being kind sure. of like over sure. the top. So like it wouldn't sure. be out of the genre to have a samurai like hack and slash Ronin movie. Like that would be that would actually be closer to what 
you can act, you you can pick one or two lanes. You can either go the lane of like sort of going the campy like samurai over the top action movie, or you can do like a very close to traditional like almost yeah. like study of what it was like back then. I think since it's the John Wick guy, we're gonna get that first one, and we're gonna get kind <laughs> of like a, a new modern like just people getting eviscerated with samurai swords. Which dude. Yeah, like let let's go. I want to see that. That's gonna be cool. I haven't um, seen a good samurai flick in a while either. It's been. A, we should watch one soon. We should. We I'm should. To, we should. What was the movie? The last like really good one I watched, I think, was Thirteen Assassins, which is a great movie. Which is really really freaking good. That one. Maybe it was that one. Also, I watched one that was in all black and white. That was. I think it, it was a like it wasn't an old one. It was a modern samurai flick but it was shot in black and white and it was was stylized yeah yeah it was so cool i forgot what it was called it was really good i very much enjoyed it yeah i mean you're talking to someone who that's the i i got into samurai movies because of the wu-tang clan like they kept making references (laughs) to stuff and i was like well i gotta start watching these things yeah so I, i i went through a huge i can't remember any of the titles but they're just so much fun like they're it's fun to watch kind of the campy acting coupled with like the pretty I search, decent i searched like, for i searched for samurai movies and the wolverine came up i love it okay. yeah that's one the one where he goes to japan that's yeah, a fun one that that's on this list yeah where he fights a giant mecha samurai piloted <laughs> like by a world war ii uh 13 japanese soldier. assassins 47 ronin uh blade of the immortal and the wolverine <laughs> all right yep yep classic Eight, samurai six. widely regarded as the well, best samurai okay. movies Turtles uh, 3 is also on this. Oh, Scooby-Doo Samurai Sword is on this. All right, so maybe yeah. not a, a com- comprehensive list here. But. These are widely regarded. <laughs> well re- respected. Well reviewed. Yeah. You're a Ronin, Scoob! Let's end it there. Thank you guys for listening. I uh, love you all. Um, kisses. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you on the next one. Uh, actually, all right. So we're not going to have uh, one next week because it's Easter's and I will be out of town seeing my family. So we're not going to record next weekend. So it'll be a couple weeks, but you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. You know, you'll be all right. You'll I'll live. be streaming. I'll stream at the Easter gonna stream. with my family. That I would watch that, honestly. <laughs> You should. That's a pretty good idea. I'll just have the camera up and don't say anything to anybody. Just start streaming. It's like, what's up, guys? Coming from my family. <laughs> All right, bye. What what button do I click again to end this shit? Um... The trigger. <laughs> <laughs>